there. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Danielle Day, and I am the founder of Open Up Yoga Teacher Training Program. Today's podcast is about money. A lot of people wonder, can you really earn a living being a yoga teacher? A lot of people wonder, do yoga teachers make any money? And I've made my living full-time since the year 2010 with yoga. So I'm excited to tell you a little bit about what I know to be true and ways that you can consider creating your own home business, your own small business, or your own large business, living your yoga. A little bit of background. Um, I was a social worker for several years after college and then transitioned into the fitness industry because I wanted to help people in a more tangible, measurable way. And I learned how to teach yoga alongside other group fitness classes in around 2002-2003. And right away, I was able to take what I loved about social work and personal training and offer it to a wide variety of people and immediately feel like I was making a difference. At the time, I was working for a couple different fitness facilities. And so the income that I earned from teaching yoga, you know, was your standard group fitness rate in our market here in the Seattle area, you know, about 10 years ago, we're talking about, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks a class. And so the idea behind earning a living, you know, teaching yoga is to take a look at how the classes that you teach in the studios and in gyms and in corporate wellness centers and other, other, you know, audiences that you, um, get to see and cultivate throughout your week become a part of your marketing strategy for your other pursuits like teaching workshops and leading retreats. Every yoga teacher has a particular population uh, with whom they're just deeply fascinated or perhaps a specialization that you're really committed to. And so what's immediately available to most of us is to teach in a wide variety of places while establishing your brand, you know, carving out your niche. For some of us, it's fitness, you know, for some of us, it is self-care. For some of us, it's specific populations like teens or kids or prenatal yoga. But the idea is you get going, you start teaching, and you say yes to as many opportunities as possible so that you just get a lot of experience. One thing I really recommend that new teachers consider is saying yes to the home studio's sub list. No matter what kind of format they need subbed, you're going to say yes, and you'll figure out a way how to do it after. And it's from always saying yes that you are able to establish yourself as a very reliable and dependable teacher. I know from experience that the teachers who graduated from teacher training program who said yes all the time to classes in far-flung places at odd and weird and early hours. They did the best because they got the most experience right away. And then they were able to figure out what their specialty was going to be. They were able to figure out 
who their favorite populations were. They were able to figure out how they were going to use the classes in public as kind of the way to showcase their offerings and establish their brand. These days, everybody does well, but getting a website and definitely working their social media to help students understand where you're teaching, what formats you're teaching, and where they can find you. We have such a blessing in this day and age of opportunities to gather people that we've never even met through things like Facebook, as you know, through things like reaching people through social media. And so I encourage every early career yoga teacher to consider creating their presence online and write blogs, make little video tutorials, post them on YouTube, and begin to really circulate their brand. A lot of different marketing professionals are available to help you out, but it can be literally as simple as going on Etsy and creating your font, and then working with your more tech-savvy friends if you need to about creating your website and really kind of putting out, hanging out a shingle about your, your business. Everybody wants private yoga instruction. Everybody who takes classes has so many questions that they would like to have answered, but it's not always you know, an option to talk to your teacher before and after class whenever you have a question. So what I'm telling you is creating beginner workshops in studios is a wonderful way to meet people and be able to learn about their practice, learn about their goals, learn about any places that they're healing in their body or special circumstances they're wrangling with. And it takes a motivated and caring, compassionate teacher to go out and research how they can help these specific people, consult with colleagues and others that they um, enjoy a mentorship relationship with, and be able to work one-on-one with a student personally. Private yoga sessions are around $100 a session here in the Seattle market. And so teachers who visit their students in their homes or meet with them before or after or in between classes, oftentimes are making arrangements with the studio about a certain percentage of the, you know, the money that the student pays going to the studio And then the teacher is, again, making a little extra income in addition to the class uh, income that they make when they teach, in addition to enrolling students for retreats and workshops. You are always encouraged to expand your business offerings by cultivating this base of students that follow you, take your classes, that want to travel with you. We live in a golden age of traveling yoga teachers. True nature travel retreats is an outfit, for example, who takes care of all of the logistics, the lodging, the transportation, all of the hotel accommodations and logistics surrounding yoga teachers teaching in remote locations. All the yoga teacher has to do is bring people to the retreat. And we're talking about all over the world. So that's just an example. There's so many ways that you can take your practice and turn it into the way you live your life. My story is simple in that really what started for me was using a vision board. I know it sounds kind of hokey, but trust me, 
this is the most important thing that we believe as yoga teachers, that life doesn't happen to you, life responds to you. So when you make a vision board and you really create the essence of what it is that you would like your life to be, everything is set in motion and the universe basically conspires to help make it true for you. My story is an example of that completely. I was a fitness professional, really enjoying classes that I was taking at a studio where a colleague of mine was teaching, and I was just a student. And one day, the boss approached me, the owner of the facility uh, where we were practicing, and she said, hey, I'd really love it if you taught for me. And I said to her, oh, gosh, if I was a teacher here, I'd have to smile. You know, I love sneaking out of my club where I'm a fitness trainer and a group fitness instructor, a personal trainer. I love coming in here and just working it out and leaving and going back to work. If I was a team member, you know, I might have to change things up. (laughs) And she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, well, you're just what I'm looking for. And so I'd love for you to audition. And so I said yes. And I made some room on my schedule to teach for this facility a couple days a week. Well, I loved being there and I loved teaching there and I loved that I could really be myself there and that it worked out. I was well received and I was really mentored very thoroughly and well. And anyway, I had their logo on my vision board kind of just randomly. You know, if you don't if you're not familiar, a vision board is something that you really used to set the tone for your contemplative space in your home. And you cut out pictures from magazines and books and illustrations that you find that really capture what you want your life to feel like. And I don't know why, I just was goofing around with one of their brochures and I found myself putting their logo on my on my vision board. And sure enough, that's about the time when the owner was chatting with me and saying, well, what's your plan for your career, for your living, for your life? And I was telling her that I was in love with my boyfriend who lived in Portland, Oregon. And she looks at me and she goes, well, I think you should manage my Portland, Oregon studio. And I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. What a great idea. When my daughter goes off to college, I just might take you up on that. And she said, well, I'd love for you to sit down with my you know, lead manager and uh, learn about opportunities we have because we're expanding. So I just, you know, was flattered and I went in and uh, I sat down and sure enough, they offered me a position managing the facility where I had been teaching and practicing. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And the, the offer that she made was lovely and everything was cool. So I said yes. And just after I said yes, guess what happened? I got laid off from my other job. Yeah. So then (laughs) I was in a, a meeting with my manager at my fitness job and he said, I told him about the opportunity. I was like, hey, it's looking like I have this opportunity to manage the studio where I practice yoga. He looked at me and he goes, oh my God, take it. And I go, what? And he goes, I was just about to tell you that I have to lay you off. And I'm like, what? He's like, well, it's 2009 and our venture capital is drying up and our business is shutting down. So one by one, I got to let everybody go. And so I got down on my knees and I prayed such gratitude to the universe that here I was a single parent, you know, just, just 
in the worst economy <laughs> of our lifetime, suddenly getting a new opportunity just as I was losing my job. I mean, so I went back to the company, the yoga company. I was like, yes, please. I would love to take this job. So here's where the life lessons are kicking in. So I appreciate you hanging in there listening to my story because this is this is important. All right. So I go back and I'm like, yes, please. I'd love to take this job. Turns out I'm being laid off. Yeah, well, friends, r- rule number one in negotiations is not tip your whole entire hand. Because upon hearing that I suddenly had no job, um, the offer I was offered suddenly dropped by $10,000. But did I say boo? Did I fuss? Did I say no thank you? No, I said, oh, yes, please. <laughs> I just sort of sucked it up. And, you know, on the one hand, I, f- I, I was like, okay, I just got took. But then on the other hand, I thought, well, you know what? Quality of life, man. I'm so excited for this opportunity. I'll just teach more classes and I'll just economize at home and just kind of think with my big picture in mind. What was my big picture? Well, yeah, I wanted to run a studio in Portland so I could go and be closer to my boyfriend when my daughter went off to college. So, you know, I just set my sights on what I really wanted in life instead of the details of exactly how much my paycheck would be. Thanks for listening. So moving forward in the story, what I have to tell you is this. Um, I ended up getting the job next at that company of being the director of yoga teacher training. Yeah, suddenly that opportunity opened up and I was selected for it. And that was my dream job. You know, managing the studio was fun. Teaching classes was fun. But now I had the chance to actually design and direct the yoga teacher training program of this company, which at that point then had expanded to seven locations. So we really needed a great department. I'm really grateful for that job. Alongside it, I did help to manage the studio in which the training facility was located. And I taught 10 to 12 classes every week. So the money I was making was incredible. And the, the job I had was so much fun. And I did that in that fashion for a couple of years. I was able to run 10 sessions of their 200-hour yoga teacher training program and learn a lot along the way. And then here's more life lesson to tell you about. I got fired from that job and I thought I was going to die. Happily, my boyfriend in Portland moved up with me and my daughter and we were doing very well living together. It was all very sweet and fun. So I had a little bit of a safety net, but not a lot because I didn't want to be a burden on him. So here's the idea I'm telling you about. This is the point of my story. I just thought at that point when I got fired, I was like, okay, I just need to teach. I just need to teach. Not just because I needed to make the money, but I just, I really wanted to teach lots of classes and lots of studios as a way to just kind of hold all my pieces together. You know, in 2012, when I was directing teacher training and I was teaching 10 to 12 classes a week and I was helping manage the studios, uh, my mother died. And I I had never experienced such pain in my whole life. And honestly, the only thing that held all my pieces together were the support and love of my boyfriend and teaching yoga. So yeah, when I got fired from that job, I needed to teach just to stay in, in one piece. So I did in about nine different studios, 15 classes a week. I was running around the Seattle area 
you know, gigging really. And the, the money that I earned was anywhere from $40 a class to $65 a class with a $2 per head bonus over 10 people. So in that studio scenario there, I was earning like $100 a class. So I was able to make ends meet just running around teaching classes and, and um, I was happy because I was teaching. Did I worry about how much they were paying me at each gig? No, because it all evened out. Some, some, you know, there was this one place I was teaching, it was just $20 a class, but I loved the students. I loved the community and it balanced out with the other classes that I was earning like a hundred dollars because they had the bonus per head over 10 people. And along this um, time, I bumped into one of the alumni of the teacher training program from the old company. And she was like, Hey, I'm managing this funky little place down in Seattle. And I'm having a lot of fun because I'm hiring all your teachers. I'm running around to other studios and I'm poaching them. And we're putting together a great team. And I look at her and I go, well, poach me. And she looked at me and she kind of laughed at me like, uh, huh, huh. and I kind of was like, I wonder what she meant by, <laughs> but <laughs> there I was the next week kind of thinking about the interaction, standing there in my kitchen, drinking some coffee. And I thought, I'm just going to call her. So I did. I called her up and I said, Hey, I was serious when I said I would like to teach at your funky little place in Seattle. And she said, Oh no, you wouldn't. You live in Renton on the East side. This location is deep into Seattle. I only need a teacher for Monday, Wednesday, 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. Saturday. And I said, yes, please. And she goes, no, I can only pay you $30 a class. I said, I don't care. I just want to teach. And she's like, really? You, you could earn so much more than that. And I said, it's, for me, it's not about the money. It's about teaching. And if I keep running around teaching 15 classes a week, I can make ends meet just fine. And she says, well, okay. So I did. I jumped into that facility and I got to know the students and I just, I, I loved the feeling of it. I loved being there. It did not matter to me that I was getting up super early to drive over there to open the facility and teach 6 a.m. classes. I already was good at being show ready at 5 a.m. from being a personal trainer. So it worked. One day, this woman taking my class comes up to me after classes. She says, hey, I'm the owner uh, I only met you briefly in passing when you started teaching here, but, you know, I really would like to sit down and talk to you about managing the studio, helping me run the place. She said, you know, I bought this place with my daughter in mind that we would run this together, but she has now left to go to college in Oregon and I need help. And, 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 um, I'm like, cool. Okay. Yeah. I've managed a studio before. I'd love to talk to you. So we sat down and we went out to lunch and we talked and then she looked at me and she goes, you know what? You know what I really want to do? I go, what? She goes, I want to give you the studio. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, my daughter is off at college and you know, I've owned it for two years now and I'm kind of over it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hassle. Um, would you like to have it? I'll just do an asset transfer. We'll just get the lease signed over into your name. You'll just have to put down a security deposit. And I was like, really? I was like, I have had own a yoga studio on my vision board for the last five years. And, and she said, well, it's yours. So for two years, I ended up being an owner of a yoga studio. You know, she and I ended up, uh, instead of doing the asset transfer, being partners together because we just really got along very well. And um, it was a, a lot of fun. But like my point to you is this. I got fired from my dream job. And my gratitude for the practice and of teaching and my vibration of just gratitude for being a teacher and having owned a yoga studio on my vision board, it, it brought that to me too. Just like being a manager of that studio in 2010, 
just when I need it before I knew I needed it fell into my lap. You have a chance in life to put the signal out there, you know, make the requests to the universe, you know, saying, here's what I want. Here's what I think I deserve. Here's what I, I'm just excited to do with my life. And the universe hears you. I really feel like that's the memo of my story here. That's, that's the memo that because I didn't quibble about $30 a class, because I didn't quibble about only two 6 a.m. classes or cross town and a Saturday afternoon, you know, for 30 bucks, because I didn't quibble, I all my dreams came true. And again, here I had a place to run teacher training and I did 10 sessions under the roof of my own yoga studio. It was awesome. When that came to end, as all things do, I found myself then going into business with a buddy and from a little garage that we built out together, I ran 10 more sessions you know, of yoga teacher training. But it was kind of fun because then I didn't have any public, you know, uh, classes. I just had a space where I could train people independently, train people in groups, and just train um, yoga teacher training. It was awesome. My, my life became simpler. You know, this little garage we were running, it was just down the street from my house. And all the people I was signing up, it was just a wonderful group of folks where they would tell their friends and they would tell their friends. And I just, I just had person after person after person come in and get trained up. And that was wonderful. And so now I have a great arrangement where I do teacher training out of all the studios where, frankly, our graduates have gone out to open up. I mean, we, we train people and they open their own studios. And then I go and do teacher training there. It's been wonderful. And so I know my story is a little unique because of the workshops that I teach and my ability to earn a living has really been blessed by a couple different things like the longevity, you know, the, the depth of um, experience and the, the, bre the breadth of knowledge that I'm bringing. But the moral of the story here is don't play small ball. You know, don't quibble over what they're going to pay you per class. See it as part of the big picture. Always say yes to any opportunities that come up, no matter what the dollar amount is or, or what the culture is of the facility. You know, in the end, it's all about serving students, you know. In the end, it's all about knowing that you left people a little better off than you found them. In the end, it's all about being able to go to sleep at night and say, you know what? There wasn't anything I had to do today. There was everything I just, I was blessed to be able to do. You know, there was, there's nothing I have to do in life. It's stuff I get to do when you do what you love and you love what you do. So fight for it, you know, but don't play small ball. Don't worry about the details. Just just think about the essence of what you want your life to be. Make a vision board. Believe that you are going to receive that which you truly desire. And then bust ass and work really hard for it. And all your dreams will come true. All my friends that, that graduated from our yoga teacher training program who opened their own studios, they'll tell you it all just starts as a thought. It all just starts as an idea. And, and the beautiful ripple effect of the love you send out there to your students and your community, it, it comes back to you. And that's the true abundance that yoga teachers believe in. We believe in a concept called aparigraha. And it's a Sanskrit word that basically means that we aren't, you know, grasping and hoarding and be feeling like there's a scarcity complex with money, but that there's such abundance around us 
that we never have to worry, you know? And I look over my life as a single mom, you know, struggling from 2008 to about, you know, 2017, where I was totally just this monkey flying through the jungle. And every time I needed a vine to find my hand, it did. Every time I I had nothing in my hand, the next vine just landed in my palms. And I was always able to just swing through and never fall. So I appreciate you listening to my story. I hope that you're inspired a little bit to think really big about making yoga your career. A lot of times it is a side hustle and people have a day job and then they'll teach a little bit in the evenings or on the weekends. And from that opportunity, they then launch businesses where they're doing the travel retreats and the workshops. You know, you can make it whatever you want it to be. That's why that's why it's a side hustle. It can be a full-time career depending on the company that you either create for yourself or that you fall into like I did. But the sky really is the limit. It's such a wonderful thing being able to talk to you about these things, about my story, and about hopefully what you've been able to understand about what's truly possible. And I really appreciate you listening. And the Open Up Yoga Teacher Training Program is always here to help you network to learn about opportunities in in our area. You know, I, I am in the Seattle market, but what we say about our program is that we are a little tiny program with a very big circle of friends. We have teacher training alumni that opened up studios in South America. <laughs> We've got people who ran around and opened up studios. There's a gal who went back to Thailand. I got a TT alumni. She's going to be based out of Dubai. I mean, we got people all over the world as well as all over the Pacific Northwest, Washington State. And uh, I'm just excited for your journey. So you'll always have a friend here to ask questions and definitely provide you know, networking opportunities. And I hope to always be a resource for you. And hopefully this listening to my story inspires you but to dream really big okay and, and I've got a lot of alumni that are living proof you know you can look at people like Jake Grossman Jordan Seifert you know these will be people that I'll have on the podcast as well as all kinds of alumni who went and opened their own studios Shelly Bardquist you know Marianne Ames and uh you know Elena Raddick and all these great people who can tell you that yeah it's true. You can make it what you need it to be. You can make it what you need just by loving what you do and doing what you love. All right. So thank you so much for listening and uh, namaste. Namaste.